Club podcast, where we discuss TV shows as if they were novels. It's like a book club. For TV. I'm Carrie. I'm Evelyn. I'm Rachel. And this month we'll be discussing the 2018 limited series, Trust. Keep listening as we get into all the good. And maybe some of the bad. Okay, so trust had either of you like heard about this or seen it before I made you watch it (laughs) I heard about it but I didn't watch it it's not my genre no okay no I had not heard about it did not know about the real story I had heard the family name before but that was about it yeah I feel different about Getty images now. Like I know. Getty, that was right? the first thing I checked was okay, <laughs> is this actually related to Getty images? Because that's the only reference I had, and it is. Right. Yup. Right. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Apparently yeah. Im- images and drug smuggling. <laughs> drug smuggling. One of the same. Yeah. <laughs> no. You know, um, I hadn't heard about this at all, and the cast was pretty well stacked, so I don't yeah. know why I hadn't heard about the show. Yeah, okay, so the reason why I picked this is because I had heard about it, I'd seen, like, the trailers for it when it first came out um, five years ago now, Jesus, what is time? Anyway, and I, I had wanted to watch it because Brendan Fraser co-stars, and he, I'm yeah. a good 90s girl, and we stand Brendan Fraser in this house. We stand. So I decided to like record on my DVR and I went and I watched like the first two episodes and I was like, this is, I don't like these people. <laughs> Why do I want to watch a show about them? I mean, that was exactly the reaction I had. <laughs> as entertaining as like the second episode was with Brendan Fraser and his narrating and all of that. I was like, these are terrible people. They're, they're pretty Why awful. do I want to watch it? And I just, and then I just never went back to it, but it like, it sat on my DVR for a really good long while. Then um, a few years ago, a couple things sort of uh, coalesced into one that made me want to go back and watch this. Um, one, I watched the Old Guard movie on Netflix, which co-starred Luca Marinelli, who is primo in this show. And I'm like, I think he's fantastic. So like the good fangirl I am, I go look up his filmography. Like, what else is he in that I have access to watch? And saw he was in this. And I was like, I don't remember that. But, you know, maybe I just didn't get there. And then um, I also started studying the Italian language because we were going to Italy. So I was kind of like, give me all of the Italy stuff that you can. So I was like, okay, let's go back. Let's find this, watch it. Luckily it's on Hulu. So I, I rewatched the first two eps just to make sure I remembered everything. And then we got to episode three and I was like, ah, this is the interesting stuff. Like all of the stuff that's happening like with the mafia family with like Primo and his uncle and Leo that stuff is fascinating to me. So, but the way it was all promoted, it was all just getty, 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 getty in all of the trailers and everything. But I was like, but that's that's not an interesting story. That's only I want half of it. That's only like <laughs> that's half the that's story. That's not the interesting part. <laughs> that's the interesting part. So I like loved like episodes like three through 10, like loved, especially like when they were in Italy and doing all of that stuff. Because again, that storyline totally fascinating so I wanted other people to watch it see if they had the same opinion as me about how maybe what your preconceived notions may have been when you first sort of when I told you what it was about and then when you actually watched it if you came away with sort of similar thoughts or not to me and I guess I should say here um, we will not be discussing how true the story is to the real events because that's been discussed elsewhere. This is purely being discussed from a, a storytelling slash filmmaking perspective, just so everybody knows where we're coming from. So, yeah. So, so what did you guys think of this? Were, did, were you glad I made you watch it or at least not mad at me? <laughs> <laughs> Evelyn, would you like to go first? I mean, sure. I wasn't mad. Um, I liked, like I said, it's not the genre I usually watch, but that's why we're doing this. So <laughs> I really liked, I mean, I had the same reaction as you. Is like, these people are terrible. All of them are terrible in their ways. Except for Gail. Gail's fine. Gail gets Gail's great. We love Gail. But like, 
yeah, it was it was fun. I I really I like Luca. Luca was one of my favorite performances in it. Um, Donald Sutherland, of course, was amazing um, mm-hmm. too. So I liked it. I found it interesting. I liked it a lot as well. I didn't know the story, so I was like, I did not know what was gonna happen. And first of all, how well did they cast, especially young Paul? Oh, young yeah. Because they showed the pictures of um, him at the end of episode nine. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dang, is that like his son or something? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I will say as horrible as the Gettys are, all of the actors did a phenomenal job in their role oh, yeah. of these terrible people. <laughs> So, I mean, props to them for that, at least. Yes. It's it's going to yeah. be really hard to read a script and be like, this person is awful, but I'm going to do this anyway. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 What I did like about the fact that I knew it was a real story is the fact that it was, of course, Hollywood, Hollywooded up, you know, and I don't know if this particular one was based on like a book or any sort of news story or just somebody writing something, but it did make me curious enough to be like, oh man, I want to know which parts of these are true because I'm pretty sure some of this ridiculousness really happened. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, probably, that's I, yeah. Did, I did find, I don't know if it was like fully adapted from this book or just uh, this book was like one of the sources that the writer looked to when writing the scripts, but um, it did reference the book by Charles Fox kidnapped colon the tragic life of J Paul Getty, the third. So that's part of the, the source material for this specific show, because the interesting thing is we won't really get into it too much, but like basically at the same time this show came out was also the movie, all the money in the world, which Um, listeners may be familiar with from the controversy that surrounded it where Kevin Spacey was first cast as John Paul Getty Sr. and then all the horrible stuff he did came to light so they reshot everything with Christopher Plummer and then it came out and like Christopher Plummer got nominated for a whole bunch of things and I think Michelle (laughs) William got a couple nominations too. Nice. Um, I did watch it. Is he strictly speaking too young for that role? Christopher Plummer? No. Kevin Spacey? Yeah. They did. I remember seeing a couple pictures like when the story broke because the, that movie was sort of intrinsically tied to all the personal stuff and get with that with Kevin Spacey. And there were some pictures where he had been like old aged up uh, a bit with makeup and like I think he yeah, had like a bald best. wig kind of. So yeah. Do you know when the book came out? Because it seems like interesting timing for both the show and the movie to come out around the same time. So I wonder if it was like right after the book came out and everyone was like, "Ooh, I'm going to write that. Um, I mean, I know All the Men in the World was based on a different book. It is an interesting um, story. Okay. So. There must have been something something going on in the world to spark that. Because um, usually that's what happens is there's a real world something that makes everybody interested in the story once again yeah. you know, and Hollywood kind of goes ooh let me find was that was that around the time they found out quote unquote what really happened to the um the Lindbergh baby so people were like oh kidnappings of famous children uh I don't Maybe. remember that but could be okay let's see good I don't remember let's see good retail that was meaningless first published in 2013 Okay, so maybe so, somebody finally got the rights to it. Because, you know, usually that makes big, sense. Artic- big stuff like this, usually when yeah. when there's a trial or some sort of court case happening, like that's when all the movies come out about it or, or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I, I very much liked it. And it was interesting. I mean, we're talking about the show, but it's interesting having the movie and the show comparison to be like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Is, this is a clearly a very different vision of these people. <laughs> Yeah, I think I don't even know why they would try to make this into like a theatrical film because two hours is not enough time to tell this story with any sense of depth to any of the bits of this that they have to get through because the kidnapping spanned months of time, months he was kidnapped. So I was wondering about that because it doesn't tell you specifically. Yeah, I think they they do make a reference to it's been like five or six months or something. Like, 
he yeah. gets taken in like the summer and his birthday's in November and they do get to that's when he's supposed to be released back to his family but they don't show up and you know Primo's mad and wants to like kill everybody um so it's a good five <laughs> six seven months I would say to be say. fair Primo always wants to kill everybody oh yeah <laughs> That's he's fine. <laughs> so he's so fascinating because he is just a psychopath. He has no compunction about just murdering people for just cause sometimes. Just, well, he usually he usually I mean, does it for reasons, but Yes. He's but he's not just like mad. He's like I like the scene where we meet him where he's in the house robbing that old couple and the guy he's with says his name. He's just like he had, it's more of a well shit now I have to kill everybody and it's like it's annoying that he has to kill all these people. He doesn't yeah. feel bad about yeah. it. He feels annoyed. Yeah. About it, which is fascinating. But which is interesting though because I feel like he doesn't want to kill Paul. I no. I I yeah, I don't know if it's because he liked Paul or if because he's still that sort of Paul is the goose that lays the golden egg kind of thing that we get yeah, into. Yeah, I think he just wants the money. It. Yeah. And, yeah, but faking the death was interesting. That's Yeah, that was wild. Because I'm like, yeah. this is only halfway through, but I'm like, it could be the rest could be like the fallout of it. Yeah. And then and like, I- I can't imagine anyone would believe anybody if they're like, no, my son never tied his shoes. So, I I believe you, but dead body. Yeah, yeah. I did come across. This is really random, but um, in in the other podcasts I do, I often bring in fun facts for the episodes we talk about. Um, I I do have a fun fact for the show. It's uh, in episode two. Near the beginning, there's that scene where before Gail finds out, she's like driving home from like the market or something with her kids in the car and they're singing along to the song on the radio and they're all like happy and smiling and joyful and having fun before, you know, shit comes crashing down on them. That song, let me let me pull up the wiki on it so I can try and pronounce it correctly. So the song is called Prison Colonen Sinain Chuzol. It is it is gibberish <laughs> it is complete gibberish is that the gibberish it's, song yeah it's the oh do you know about this yeah, it's like, oh, okay. so like, this is a song it was written in 1972 by adriana adriano sorry adriano cholentano uh that's supposed to mimic how the english language sounds to italian people who like don't speak english because <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it was really sort of a pushback on sort of like the invasion of American and British like pop and rock music that was like invading like Italian radio. But I read a bit in the wiki and he was just like he'd always been fascinated with the English language and stuff. And he just. Yeah, it doesn't seem I've seen the video for it. Like they oh. made a video. Yeah. It, and yeah. it does not seem like stab at anybody. It just seems like. No. That. Yeah. But I did not. I did not know it was a popular song on the radio. Oh, it like. All, like all across Europe, even not just in Italy, like oh, it was man, like funny. for years, for years, it was just all over European radio. It was oh. nuts. Along to that, yeah. How do you sing along to that? You you don't. You don't. They, like, they were Bob. singing to it. I know. I, I don't know. I found. I don't know if it's the same video you saw, Evelyn, but it's like he's sort of like a teacher, and there's like students yeah, and desks. Yeah. If you scroll down in the comments on that YouTube video, video somebody wrote out what the possible English is like if it was in English like what the what it sound what English words it sounds like and it's that's really funny it's really interesting um if anybody else is interested anybody listening I'll put a link to that song on YouTube in the show notes here if you want to go and listen to it because it is it is yeah it's fascinating to listen to did you know the um random unrelated fact is the group ABBA did not Mm -hmm speak English they sang everything phonetically really I did not know that no, I did not know that either so they're really good at it <laughs> apparently <laughs> I wonder if they like learned it along the way or at least learned their songs in English you know what I mean maybe I would I would imagine once they were like oh we're a thing so we're <laughs> popular yeah <laughs> people like us <laughs> We should probably figure out what we're saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
You'd have to really trust somebody to be like, here, sing this song. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know the words? That's okay. It's okay. okay. This is, you're totally not saying anything weird or wrong or disgusting. It's all good. Okay. So shall we get into like some like episodes and like actual discussion of specifics and stuff? Yes. Let's do you what you got for us. Okay. The first is just, it was sort of a random thought I had because the previous show that we discussed were like uh, Korean and Japanese dramas where they apparently don't do episode titles. And this show has episode titles. Is that something you guys pay attention to? If you do, does that like knock around in your head as you're watching the episode like what does this mean or is it just a thing and you don't really pay attention to it <laughs> well I read them but I um I used to be obsessed with like when I'm obsessed with the show I will get obsessed with the episode titles you know yeah but I didn't really do that at okay, this time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. it didn't really it didn't really matter for me I, I too noticed them but um okay. and you know then when they mentioned like whenever they would mention the episode title in the show, I'd be like, oh, that's why. And like, that was, <laughs> that's pretty much it. Okay. All right. So also semi-related to the last show we did, this show also at points employs uh, like flashbacks slash non-linear storytelling elements. How do you guys feel that worked? In in this story, do you think it was more successful perhaps than in other shows or movies you've seen where similar things where they kind of would flash back and forth between the past and the present and how the events related to each other, even if they didn't happen sequentially? Well, you know, it's hard to say because I feel like it was better organized in a sense, like the the way the way in which they did it was better organized, but they didn't let me know it was a flashback. So, like, yeah. if you're not looking and you're like, that guy died, but then he's back, and then you're like, oh, okay, that's fine. <laughs> I get it. It's a flashback. <laughs> but, like, Bergasol did, let, like, let you know it was a flashback because it was all, like, had, like, dreamy sequences and stuff. But it was also more randomly employed, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, it's kind of a one or the other kind of thing. Okay. I I liked the flashbacks in this one. Um, I my main thing that I didn't like them in Bulgasol about because I felt like it hindered the character development. That you know if I had if I had known those kind of facts to begin with, I would have felt differently about that character. And you know that's probably why they did it that way so that you have a change in feeling. But I thought it was. It did it a disservice in Bulgasol, but with this one, I did like it. I think that it was well-placed. They used it for different kind of devices, you know, suspense and some character development when they have, you know, the parents when they were together and and younger, you know, so you kind of see that backstory. Um, I I thought it was better in this one, a lot, a better usage of the flashbacks, I would say piggybacking on that did the um the episode where they watch Paul's movies did that device work for you do you think sort of I I mean I liked it as a framing device I think we maybe spend a little too much time with Paul Jr like the the dad yes in that did it make you end up liking him more or disliking him more to see to see his flashbacks I mean, it made me understand him. I still don't like him, but it made me mm -hmm. understand why he is the way he is and how he acts and reacts to certain things. Uh, So maybe that's the thing is you still feel you still feel the same about the character. You just understand more of why. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is good because not all characters need to be likable. Oh, but yeah, just, right. and, and just because somebody's unlikable doesn't mean I can't understand them as a character and why they do the things they do. Those two things aren't exclusionary, if you will. Yeah. But yeah, I think it may be because we like by that point, because that's episode seven. By that point, we know that Paul Jr., the dad. So there's Paul Sr., Paul Jr., and then Paul the third. Um we know Paul Jr. is just a druggy 
mess. Mm-hmm. I didn't need to spend a whole episode <laughs> with him being a drugged out mess. Like, I get it. I do think that you know? it's hilarious that his drug dealer is named Pauline. Like, <laughs> yes. is that like he cannot get away? <laughs> it's like, that was, that was to me the biggest metaphor. Like, oh, honey, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. We maybe touch on, but we can maybe get into it a little more. But, like, how do you find it trying to sympathize with someone like Getty, like the senior? And because the show, I think, at points does want us to have empathy and sympathy for how this situation is affecting him, but also how he reacts to the situation is very strange. Yes. Very strange. Yeah, he... I do not sympathize with him at all, to be honest. No, he did not. Like, I, I think the the moments of, quote unquote, real emotion that we had with him, where he would, like, cry, get choked up and he cried in front of his, like, assistant or whatever. Like, I'm like, that's Donald Sutherland's, Donald, Donald Sutherland's performance, you know, that's all him. So I'm like... You know, I just don't have sympathy for people who are like, oh, he loves you. He doesn't know how to show it. And I'm like, well, it's a, well, no, that's useless to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, at the very beginning when they're having the funeral for his son, George, I, I made a note that all of the like emotion and everything, the the mourning that he's going through is like performative. It's almost yes. like people expect me to act and behave and say certain things. So I am going to do that. I'm going to do it. And it but was there's no, very, there's no feeling behind it. It was a very self-centered speech too, as I recall. Yes. Yes. He's, yes. He was like, I'll, I'll, I'll miss our phone calls. I won't miss him. That's what he says. I'll, I'll miss, miss our phone yeah, calls. Miss he does for me, but I will say I did like him a little bit when he first met Paul, you know, cause like, yeah. I think you're supposed to like him in that episode. And then he throws Paul in the lake. And I'm like, that's such a weird, that's such a weird move, man. And I think it's so crazy that neither of his parents jump right in to get him. Like I would. Yes. That was weird. Like, Oh my goodness. My son is drowning in front of me. Like, (laughs) and Giddy's just like, wait, he'll be fine. I'm, I'd be like, he only shows his son kindness by not trans transferring him to Saudi Arabia after he does that to, the, to them. It was like a test or something. And like, yeah. I don't have, I'm emotionally, I cannot play games. Like, <laughs> I well, don't I think the, the interesting thing about how they have this show written is that he has so much cocky confidence to him because he does always turn out to be right. They don't have any situation in this show where like some super awesome cocky mistake yeah, happens yeah. and he turns out to be wrong because, you know, he, he throws Paul Jr. Paul the third, like he throws him in the ocean. He really is fine. Like he really he, is. He, yeah. there's that whole suspense thing of like when they think he's dead and, and that's when he breaks down and he's like, but he made me laugh, but Oh no, he is alive. Oh. And he really did start off trying to kidnap himself. I was right about that. You know, like, like all of those things that you yeah, think he's a complete bastard for, he turns out to be right about them. Except at the very end with the museum. Yes. That's why he, that's why he got so upset. Oh. Yes. And oh, like the remind museum, me of that one in the museum. He he built that model in his Oh, that's right, that's right. That's yeah, right. When everybody hates finally, it. He spent billions or whatever building it and everyone hated it. And that's when he went off the handle. Yes. Oh, um, how did I completely forget about that? Yeah. I, I it occurred to me just now, thank you. But <laughs> like <laughs> He's such a strange character because he's gotten absolutely every single thing that he demanded out of life mm-hmm. and is still so unhappy. Like, like yeah. you got what you asked for. Like when he goes and visits his kid and if I were Belinda, I would not let him even in the door, but whatever. <laughs> like he goes to see his kid and he's like, oh, well, I'll put him in the will or whatever. And she's like, nope. <laughs> yeah, no. Nope. 
<laughs> you you uh, you legally wrote that that cannot happen. So yeah, and but yeah, he had lost favor with all of his family at that point, so he needed yeah. a new one, and that's the only reason he did that. He uh, yes, well, yeah. You could tell he's. Mm-hmm. I get fired up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but still, too, with the uh, with the museum, it's interesting is that it's it's not really related to people. It's just related to he ended up just losing a bunch of money. Yeah. Because he spent a lot of money on this thing that he thought everybody was going to worship him for. And they were like, no, this is dumb. Yeah. And I don't understand how you give a museum a bad review. Like, I don't know. It's a museum. It has stuff in it. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) There, there was one thing he did lose, which was trying to get the rest of that, like fresco from the British museum that he had built a room specifically for in the Getty museum that he was building in LA Mm-hmm. And he kept, he had like two pieces of it and he wanted the rest of it. Do you yes, guys remember right. this part? Yeah. And oh, and they kept wanting the dollar more. They, they, yeah. then, it's like, then the price is $500 billion, $500 million and one. Yeah. <laughs> that was an I was like, scene. I like that guy. I like yeah. that guy. <laughs> Everything yeah. you have plus $1. Plus $1. Yeah. Yes. Don't you I wish you could be winning like that, that really? At some point. Yeah. Somebody yeah. really needs to beg me for something now. Yeah. Yeah. That would be cool to be able to do that in real <laughs> Okay. My final sort of question for you guys, and then we, if you guys have questions, do all of the side stories, which I find the most fascinating part, do they add to or detract from what is arguably the main story, which is the kidnapping of Paul? Like the stuff with all his like girlfriends and the stuff with the Italian mafia family. What do you, does that enhance or detract? I, I think I like this. I like the story of like the the people who did the kidnapping. Like I, it took me a while to like get into that storyline, but it's it was interesting, and I feel like that's a vital part of what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also uh, would understand why the Gettys would be mad that you like humanize these people. <laughs> it's a yeah. like. I, Oh my gosh, because I would be, I would be mad. <laughs> yeah, I mean the other thing that no, it's romantic, you guys, or whatever. I mean the the other thing they object to mainly is the uh, the implications that Paul planned it. They continue to say that that is completely fabricated, but yeah, that's so, yeah, I thought the side stories really did work because they they kind of shed more light or more colors to what was actually going on, you know, like when they were negotiating to get, get him back, you know, you could see that clout of the powers that be that were doing the negotiating. And when you kind of learn about how Paul the third was living his life, you learn that like, he wasn't really living the Getty free carefree hippie kid life because his friends were going around buying drugs with his name (laughs) oh whatever he has money he can pay for it when like all he wanted was to not be that person and his family I mean I don't know if they ever really said whether or not he was getting family money anymore now that the parents weren't together but I I thought all those little side stories really did kind of shed color on onto the main plot line yeah, he must have had some amount of money, at least to start. <laughs> I mean, I feel like he had a trust coming to him, but whether or not they actually had money at present. Yeah, it's interesting because everything that like Gail says and Paul Jr. says and Paul Third says, and when they get into it a bit later, I might be getting this from the movie, the All the Money in the World bit. All of the Getty fortune is in the trust, like cash. If we're talking cash, mm-hmm. nobody has cash. All of the actual cash money is in the trust. And then everybody then has like stuff. Like they've got all the artworks and the nice houses and everything, but they don't have cash. Or if right. they do, they have very limited and very specific access to you know, certain amounts of money, perhaps maybe on a monthly basis or a yearly basis or something. But it seems, yeah, that, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because um, it would explain why he doesn't like his friends misunderstood and was yeah. like, oh, he has he has money. He can just pay it. But it's he's like, like no. I don't. it's yeah. my family's money. I don't well, have it. Florence, 
if nothing else. I wonder else. how long they would have all known each other then if they, <laughs> you think they would yeah, have known by then? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, he doesn't have any money. He's selling paintings to eat. Yeah. <laughs> and I will, I, I did do a little um, conversion of, so he, at the beginning, he owes $6,000. So what would that be in today's money? In today's money, it would be $41,000. Like, so, you know, fl- inflation yeah, adjusted. So it is actually quite a bit of money that he ended up yes. owing. I also find it, he has a payphone in his house. A <laughs> payphone. Getty Senior yeah. has a yes. payphone yep. for his guests to use. Like, yeah. Siri, a payphone. Well, he like also logs pri- how much the paper costs every week. It went up by a penny and he's <laughs> mad about it. Like, and he he does his laundry when he's staying in hotels. So he doesn't have to pay like $5 a day or something for somebody to wash his laundry. It's like, oh, wow. he's washing his socks in the sink. Why? 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 Because that's how insanely rich people stay insanely rich. Well, it's the, so. it's kind of his whole life is built on acquiring things. And like yeah. the reason one inqu- acquires things usually is to enjoy those things, but he just wanted more and more. And there was no end. There was no like summit to what he wanted. And it, mm-hmm. you know, kind of, kind of screwed up the kids a lot. Cause they don't know, like Gail's the only, well, I mean, Gail's not his child, but like Gail's the only one who was like, I want to have, a family and like a little house and enjoy what I have and everyone else is just so mixed up about it it's really quite sad yeah yeah so did you guys have like favorite episodes favorite moments is there anything specific that sort of sticks out to you about this that you found interesting entertaining amusing sad I don't know specific Um, do we want to get into specifics I love I love little Paul and uh What's her name? Um, his father's girlfriend slash wife after after the he and Gail break up and she's like a showgirl. What was her name? Oh, wait, the one who dies or the one who's still there? Yeah, the one who dies. Talisa. Talisa. She. Um, I would have liked more of that because I feel like that was would have informed their relationship a little more. You know, that's sad. That's yeah. Sad. Mm-hmm. Nice. And I loved. Um, the butler, Bullimore. <gasps> Whose name isn't even Bullimore. Oh, my God. That was amazing when they reveal, like, he just calls us all the same name. He doesn't know what our names are. <laughs> That's, oh. oh, my God. How? You you have to wonder, like, who who puts up with that? Yeah. We, yeah. We never, we never got into his head, really, as far as, like, mm-hmm why he had such loyalty to Getty. Like, did Getty used to be a nice guy and has just Ooh. gradually gotten worse and you remember how he used to be or something? But, yeah, um, yeah would have loved would have loved more from him, yeah. too. And he I mean, and the, the girlfriend so cute, though. I know, I know. It's like, oh, it's I like the girlfriend put up with it. Yeah. Well, the girlfriends are getting money and shit out of it. So. I know, they put up with it because they think they're going to be in the will. They probably yeah. will not. <laughs> But not anymore the way things are going uh, yeah. yeah yeah it's like was just the salary enough and possibly it's never confirmed it's very strongly hinted that Bullimore is a homosexual and at that time that wasn't maybe the best of things to be and maybe he just found I can just I can hide here and I don't have to worry Ooh, about thing, people yeah. finding out you know and possibly being in trouble quote-unquote mm-hmm. about that possibly are we mm-hmm. assuming the um the wife of John Paul Getty, like senior, like grandpa, um, are we assuming that she is long gone, like dead? Um, and all of them are just girlfriends. His like his first wife, you mean? Who's like the, yeah. the mother of Paul? Yeah, the mother of all the children. I kind of did. I don't know if that's the truth, but I I did kind of assume that yeah, the first wife had passed. Yeah, rather than been kicked out yes out of the will oh i just narcissist man (laughs) (laughs) that he could he could have as many girlfriends as he wanted but they were legally barred from falling in love like too bad and i and i just love um i loved his his main girlfriend penelope penelope because she was like 
she actually cared about him to a degree. And then was like, at the, you know, at the end, was like, now that I know that you're, that this is okay, I'm leaving. And yeah. like, no regrets and doesn't look back. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. 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 It did kind of seem she was just sticking around to maybe try and protect and insulate other people. Yeah. Cause she, she cared about Paul too. Cause she, she broke down crying when they found the bodies. Oh yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But you know, she's a real human with actual emotions. I know. I know. Okay. <sighs> Imagine getting that proposition by like Donald Sutherland type <laughs> guy of like, I have a contract for you. <laughs> I would like to. You can't. You can't have whatever I want. (laughs) You will live in my giant mansion, and theoretically, I will put you in my will. Theoretically, but you can't get pregnant or fall in love. Would you take it at my beck and call? I definitely would not. I am not a harem girl. (laughs) No, no. It is a harem, isn't it? It is. I wrote that. I was like, he has a harem. Well, harem, and like it's just. Yeah. Like polygamy is fine, I guess, but only if everyone agrees to it. There's there's an imbalance <laughs> of power. Well, just believe they did all agree because they were all there. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I did like the episodes that uh, Chase narrated. I oh. would have liked I would have liked him to narrate the whole thing. I was gonna that that it was another question I I missed but yeah would that maybe have worked as a framing device for the entire series? See that's I, I would have liked it. I don't understand why they only did the two episodes of him narrating. There were a couple of moments because like the second episode, the one that he narrates, mm-hmm. first of all, is not the first episode, and you know so we don't have bookends, you know? Yeah. Well, he and, narrates. Or wait, no, he does narrate the last then. He does, yeah. Yeah. And, like, the editing was different in episode two. And I'm like, okay. Like, maybe it's because it's from a different character's perspective. They're doing all this weird, like, the mod, like, screen wipes and stuff. And um, picture in picture. But I'm like, why? I I thought that detracted from it. Because I'm like, why did you... uh, edit it this way just for this one episode (laughs) yeah I wonder if if Danny Boyle had more of a hand in editing that because he was one of the producers and he directed I think that episode and a couple other ones but he he mostly does he did like Slumdog Millionaire 127 hours um Mm -hmm. that kind of so he most this was his first like tv Mm. thing so I'm pretty sure he directed episode two so I wonder if he maybe just had more of a hand in the editing and was just approaching it as a theatrical filmmaker and yeah. was looking at it through that lens. Yeah. Anyway. Now can we talk about Primo? Yes. <laughs> can we talk about Primo and how much In I love great him? detail. The crazy psychopath. Oh. Oh, his, oh, he kisses his gun. Did you guys notice that? So oh, no. what the so the scene where after Paul and Angela have run away and they're at that farmhouse and Primo like kicks in the door shoots Angelo in the back of the head and I then like, it's like I did like Angelo but you could tell by the way his character was set up that I you're like, like he's gonna die hi baby um so that happens at, like the end of the episode then when they come back to that scene and it continues and like Leonardo comes in and like talks Primo down from shooting Paul in the face before Primo puts the gun down he like turns and like kisses his gun <laughs> oh, I didn't notice that which is like that's a choice you really you really and I wanted I want to know if that was scripted or if that was just Luca. I need to know <laughs> whose decision that was, or if it was the director like going, why don't I need to know who made that choice because that is a choice. Yeah. I bet uh, there were multiple really, times really when I was didn't. watching that show that I was like, oh man, I hope he's glad that he really didn't kill him because otherwise the rest of the mafia dudes would have been pissed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that happened like four times. Yeah. <laughs> And that, and that poor yeah. old man. Oh, oh, Sa- what Salvatore or the? Oh no, the farmer guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did they he get his mean, wife too? We don't see they, it. So the implication is probably. Yeah. Well, I don't think so because after he shoots the guy, I think Leo like drags them out. So I think the wife might have been okay because we don't see her die. So I regret she's, calling. She she's she's Schrodinger's character for the moment. 
time. Yeah. One of my favorite episodes actually has very little to do with the kidnapping, but it's the one that is Francesco's confirmation, Leo's son. Oh, yeah. I love that episode. We we get so, so much that has nothing. There's a little bit about the kidnapping, but we get so much about this environment that they're in, um, like what life is like for these people, and that it's not just the the people involved in the mafia that are wanting this money, but like the whole village is expecting this money to mm-hmm. help them because these are poor people that have hardly anything. And to, that when they have to break the news is like, we don't have the money. Yeah. Surprise. I, we still have I like the boy. That Francesco though. I like that he ultimately tries to help. Yes. Uh, help him escape though because when you first meet him he's all like I'm old enough put me in coach I could do it so you think that he's gonna do something stupid trying to be like big man on campus but I like that he actually tries to help him escape yeah, yeah. I think that it the whole thing made me kind of sad because to me one of the main themes is uh do you end a cycle or do you continue it and like he's so young and like sweet and innocent and his dad is like trying to do right by him but still doing the kidnapping thing and then he winds up dealing drugs like it's such a it's such a letdown like mm. um was yeah. like stick with, stick with me and you'll run this place and I was like don't don't oh, I know <laughs> it's like don't stick please. with Primo please you're, you're a little baby <laughs> to your father and, and go go away but like Primo, okay, what do you guys oh, think like Alice. Primo's like ultimate plan? Like what Primo does, like killing Sal, building this port, like I mean, good on like he's got plans. He you does. They're not good plans though. Drugs are not good, you guys. Well, no. I mean, <laughs> yes, drugs are bad, but you can make a lot of money though. I didn't make say a lot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just I don't know. That character is endlessly fascinating to me. And the fact that and how he relates to his uncle and how his uncle relates to him. There's, there are fan theories that abound about that relationship. I oh. could, if do you oh. want to. So, okay. We can assume. Yeah. So some of the things that people have theorized that you can look into this if you want. So Primo seems to have been orphaned fairly young. Like his parents are definitely dead. And there seems to be some implication that at some point, uh, Salvatore took over as the parental figure for him. So early teens, late, you know, at some point in his adolescence, it seems like his parents passed from passing comments that we get. And given that the location that they're in, the time that they're in, how old Primo is, and the fact that he's still unmarried, and how mm. and Salvatore makes certain comments about behaviors he's seen in Primo. Oh. And that's why in if you if you pay attention in the 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 lunch post confirmation when Sal gives that knife to Francesco, if you look at Primo, Primo was probably expecting that as the sort of heir to Salvatore because he is family. Francesco's not family. Leonardo's not family. He's just a guy that works for Sal. Right. Primo is actually blood family and Sal because Sal has no children of his own for whatever reason. So Primo was probably expecting to be sort of named heir to this empire, but Francesco got the knife. Why? Like what's, what is it about Primo that Sal doesn't like? Well, Primo's a freaking psychopath. (laughs) He's also a dramatic little bitch. He's not controllable. But I mean, yeah, like towards the, the end, like I was digging, I was digging the long shots of like Primo just looking at someone. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> I'm on board. I'm on the, I'm on the liquor train. Yeah. <laughs> I will say there, there is on YouTube, somebody made a fan video to Primo. That's one of the best link ups of like song to subject I've like ever seen. It's called wow, Nobody really? Speaks. Yeah. It's called Nobody Speaks. I rewatch it all the time because it's so good. <laughs> so good um go watch it it's fantastic i'll put a link to that too in the show notes because why not everybody should watch it because it's really good make Um, fan art 
Yeah. So yeah, if if you're if you're a fan of fan works, yeah, go check go go yeah. check it out. It's really good. Yeah. Um, did you guys have any thoughts, questions, topics you wanted to discuss? No additional topics. I think we did pretty good. We did. Okay. So the final sort of fun thing that we, we do want to is <laughs> so <laughs> thank you for that, Rachel. That's great. Can, can you make that into a jingle for, yes. for every week? That'd be great. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, is is the recast slash cast swap. So we can't really recast this. We we started this for if, you know, the U.S. were to remake a Korean drama, what American actors would they put in it? But since this was mostly yeah. American people. Right. What, we also realized we have no idea who's popular in Hollywood. And that yeah, we have no idea who's popular right now. So. <laughs> I know. I'm just I'm, I'm too old to keep up with pop culture anymore. It's sad. So, yeah. So, I, so did you guys do a cast swap? Did you think about I, this figure I out? I did. I did. <gasps> I did too. Me too. And, okay. And, okay. Can I go first? Or? Yes. yes. All right. I was thinking, like, what show do I know that has a, um, like, emotionally complex but quite grumpy male lead? And then I was like, oh, it's Parks and Rec. <laughs> Oh. I've never seen Parks and Rec. So no. no. Oh my God. It's okay. It's so did so you do any like a uh, like specific? This person would be that character. I did indeed. And okay. Was, so Getty is Nick Offerman, who's Ron, of okay. course. Um, Penelope played by his real life wife, Melon Mullally. Megan. And that would be amazing. And then Belinda can be Lucy Lawless, who um, plays his girlfriend on the show. And the twins have to be Aubrey Plaza. <laughs> yeah. And I put, um, what's her name? Uh, who plays Anne as Miss Getty? Amy Poehler? No. no. I didn't. I couldn't think of anything for Amy Poehler, which is the funniest thing. She would be Gail? Uh, Gail, yeah. Um, Rashida Jones, that's her name. Rashida oh. Jones. And hmm. Chris Pratt as uh, Fletcher Chase. Okay. And um, as Primo, uh, an absolutely unhinged disease. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I know who all those actors are. I like that. That's good. I don't know the show, but I know those actors. And yes, I, I can see that. Yes, I like it. CJ Roomba. <laughs> Oh my God, that would be kind of fantastic. I love it. I love that for me. <laughs> Wait, so who was playing John Paul III? Who was getting kidnapped? I couldn't, they didn't really have anybody who's the right age. No guest but stars like, or like anything? No. Um, like Andy Samberg guested. Like I got down into the guest stars. Mm. Um, who else did I think about for him? Um, I wanted Adam Scott to be Angelo. But I can't remember the rest of my trade thought on that. All right. I, like it. Rob I, like Lowe. It. I don't oh, know. God. Rob Lowe as John Paul Jr. Someone like, okay. yes, Ooh, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And who did I, shoot, there was one, but I can't remember. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I forgot. I like it. I like all those choices. Yeah, I was pretty That's proud of that one. <laughs> Nick all right, Rachel. Amazing. He's got range. Yeah. I swapped the cast with the cast of that 70s show. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> yeah, I love it already. So, yeah. Ashton Kutcher is getting kidnapped. Okay. Um, all right, I'll start at the the top with uh with John Paul Getty is you know the guy that plays Red Kurtwood Smith. Um, mm -hmm. Penelope is going to be Kitty Deborah Joe Rupp. Yes. I don't. I'm gonna pronounce all of these names poorly. Fletcher Chase is gonna be played by Danny Masterson, who was Hyde. Mm -hmm. An unproblematic okay. Danny Masterson. Yes. <laughs> and um, Gail Getty was going to be Laura Prepon. Prepon. Okay. Nice. Uh, John Paul Getty Jr. was then going to be Topher Grace. Uh, Primo is Vilmar. Uh, how do you pronounce his name? <laughs> Baldera. 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 Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. <laughs> and then I have Mila Kunis being the um the fiance twins. 
That was another thing that threw me off. I didn't mention that is like they're they seem to be in love and they're engaged and stuff. And then at the very end, her sister's like, you don't even love him. And she's like, whatever. Things are supposed to get better. (laughs) I know. I feel like they they all just kind of were pinning pinning their money hopes on this guy that didn't actually have money. Yeah, yeah, but but she knew that he would have broken the um, inheritance if he got married before 26, which is mm-hmm. a rule that I like, by the way. <laughs> That's probably something a mistake that Getty made when he was young and was trying to like keep him from doing the same. Maybe um, that's always interesting, isn't it, when they have marriage clauses in trust law you know <laughs> like yeah that's really weird. whether or not you can get married to get your money <laughs> yeah I find somebody who'd marry me for some of the money and then we'd get divorced <laughs> <laughs> so you'd go with you have to get married to get your money yes. and then, sure why not why yeah. not by the way that's a girly movie in the making I think I've seen that movie yeah I feel like um that's almost the um what's the one with Jeffrey Dean Morgan, I think it is. Is is it Jeffrey Dean Morgan? I don't know. He hacks. He gets mad at this girl, so he hacks into like the marriage records as a joke and makes. Oh, it's him and Uma Thurman. Yeah. Yes. Forget what that's called though. It's like the accidental marriage or something. The accidental husband. Yeah. Yes. Right. All right, Carrie, what'd you come up with? Okay, so. I ended up swapping with a a theatrical film because I was trying to find a cast that with with the age range that you needed for this show. So I'm swapping in the cast of X-Men Days of Future Past. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) I love that cast. So we have, for Getty Senior, we have Patrick Stewart. Mm. Of course. Of course. So, and then to keep up the theme, Getty Jr., James McAvoy. Okay. Yeah. Um, they've, they've said that they like, why haven't they played um, uh, yes. relatives or the same character before? Like, they gel so well. <laughs> yes. Um, then for Getty the Third slash Angelo, I couldn't, you could kind of swap these two around either way. Um, so in the roles of Getty the Third and Angelo, you could have Evan Peters and Nicholas Holt. Ooh. And I think those two could kind of play either one. I'd, I'd, put, I'd put Evan Peters in Getty as Getty. I did too. I did too initially. Yeah. I like yeah, him. Makes more sense. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. He's got more lines. Yes. <laughs> um, for Chase, I have Hugh Jackman. Love that. Gail would be Famke Jensen. Mm-hmm. For Primo, Peter Dinklage. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Uh, oh for, God, yes. for Leonardo, Michael Fassbender. Okay. Oh, yeah. And, and then Ooh. for Salvatore, that's where you put Ian McKellen. Of course. Mm. Yep. If you wanted to, the twins, maybe Jennifer Lawrence could pop in there or, Hi. or Anna Paquin. Is, um, is what's her name in that movie? Uh, which what's her name? You know, the girl with <laughs> the thing. The girl from Game of Thrones. <laughs> Oh, the one that plays the oh. one that plays the young. Yeah, young. Um, I, I don't think she's in this one. Okay, I love her. Um, Sophie. Oh yeah, yeah. So what's her name? I just we just I just watched Dark Phoenix <laughs> last week. Sophie. Sophie, Sophie Turner. Turner. Sophie, Sophie Turner. Turner. <laughs> That's her name. Sophie Turner. Um, <laughs> Penelope could maybe be Halle Berry. Ooh, why not? Burn in there. And then they I wasn't want sure Halle where, Berry in their harem. No, I wasn't sure where to stick James Marsden. Maybe as another one of the brothers, like Gordon or something. Maybe put him in the harem. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh. <clears throat> I don't think Patrick Stewart would mind. <laughs> That was that was my cast swap. I love that. I liked it. Excellent choices. I like this game. I think it's fun. Me too. It is fun. Yay! Yay. Yay. All right. Any any final thoughts before we sign out? 
Liked it. Kitty. <laughs> my kid my kitty just walked over my lap. <laughs> Hi kitty. <laughs> Yay, so you're 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 glad I made you watch it and you're not mad at me? No. <laughs> okay. Okay, good. <laughs> How okay. Dare you. <laughs> I now, mean, it's gonna it's gonna happen at some point. We know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's just a matter of which one of us does it first. Whether the rest mm-hmm. of us are like, "How dare you? How Why dare would you do you? this to me?" <laughs> which, speaking of, Rachel, <laughs> what are we watching chance. next month? All right, I made a list because I'm really hoping to come up with something that you guys haven't seen. So let's Ooh. see. My very, very first choice, have either of you guys watched Money Heist? No. I started to watch, the, I think I've seen like one, one or two episodes. All right, we're going I'm with not. that one because that's my first choice. Woo-hoo! Money Heist, okay. Not the Korean version, the original version. Okay, which is... Oh, Brazil? Was that from Brazil or? Yeah. I yeah. Okay. So, yeah. The Brazil yeah. version. Got it. Okay. And for this exercise, so it's not split it up into seasons. It is split up into parts. And technically, part one and two are the first whole part of the story. But that is way too many episodes to do in a month. It's going to be like over 20 episodes. So we could just do part one it will end kind of on a cliffhanger but that's kind of how these things go so. <laughs> and then if, if we like it enough then when it comes back around to your choice again we can do part two we can do part two so yeah or so or evelyn two. can decide she likes it enough that she's gonna make us watch part two <laughs> maybe which could be cool so yeah money we heist can also, we part can also one. Do- a blind viewing of something and we if we all agree on like let's watch this one even though it just came out yeah. Oh, Ooh, yeah which did you guys did you guys see the Black Knight trailer that just came out? Yes. <gasps> that looks Didn't you so... send that to us? I did. I wasn't sure if you guys yeah. had gotten around to watching it. That looks really mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I think yeah, we might yeah. have to do that at some point. Well, yeah, maybe we'll do that one. Is none of us have seen it. Let's just watch it. When does that come out? Do we know? Did it say <sighs> in the trailer? That soon. Coming. That coming sometime. Um, showing yeah. up eventually. I thought it was coming out like in the next just like couple weeks. No. So we'll have to do that. Maybe we'll do that after Money Heist or something. Maybe. Let's see if it says on the trailer. May 12th. So yeah, like two weeks. Yeah. Mm. But no, let's go. Let's go with Money Heist. Yeah. Alrighty. Money Heist part one. Alrighty. Coolio. Watch it with subtitles, not dubbed. Yes. Always. Always. Yeah. Which, yeah. I like, I turned on the sub, I I find myself watching stuff with subtitles more and more often because not necessarily for hearing or understanding the dialogue, but because there's a lot of TV shows and movies now where people don't say each other's names for like (laughs) a really long time. And I'm like, what is your name? And they, they'll put that in the subtitles. If there's like a bunch of characters in the scene, they'll say like Penelope and her dialogue and then Belinda and her dialogue. And I'm like, yeah, what's your name? I don't know your name. And it annoys me so much. It's interesting because there's almost like a disparity in how people do the subtitles because some people will take, like if there's a character whose name you're not, you don't know yet. It'll say like woman's voice or something like as you're mm-hmm. introducing a character, but others will like boom name them right away, and you're like wait, yeah. especially yeah. when it's like kind of Im- those things can be kind of important. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, all right. Well, thank you everybody for listening. You can find us on Tumblr at Show Club Pod. You can send us an email at showclubpod at gmail.com. You can find us on Apple Apple Podcasts and Spotify and, you know, all all your podcatcher apps. We're out there. I mean, if you're listening to us, you found us. So if you have, please subscribe. Uh, Leave us a review on Spotify. You can review on Spotify now. Apple Podcasts, five stars, please. Mm -hmm. Um, And we'll, we'll, we'll see you next month with Money Heist. Yay! Bye! Bye!